simple taste. 360 degrees. Hot high, 360 degrees. Hot high, 306. 306. 360 degrees. Well, good evening to our listeners and welcome to Full Circle. This is your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by apprentices of KPFA's First Voice Apprenticeship Program. On tonight's show, we'll spend the hour speaking with medical herbalist and certified nutritional specialist, Ola Takuma Abasi. I'm your host tonight, Zakia G.E.K. Part. Stay tuned. Hello, and again, welcome to Full Circle. Healing with herbs falls back through most of human history, especially on the African continent. Healers would alleviate many illnesses and diseases with plant and herb-based medicines. And even after years of colonial persecution of healers there, the practice continues. Tonight, I have a very special guest who will share her journey to become a medical herbalist and certified nutritional specialist. Her name is Ola Takumba. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me repeat her name. Her name is Ola Takumba Abasi. She has been practicing healing with herbs officially for over 10 years, but actually was learning from her grandmother at the young age of nine. Let's get to the interview. This is medical herbalist Ola Abasi. Um, it all started with my uh, grandmother who used to come and pick me up from the city um, in Nairobi, Kenya, and take me to our village in uh, the western province of Kenya. So are you from Nairobi? Am I, well, no, I'm from the western province of Kenya. Okay. My people are from, my mother's people are generally from there. There's a little bit of Ethiopian Maasai and um, Luo and Luya, but we predominantly call ourselves Luya people. We are Luya people from from a place called Bunyari in, in Western province of Kenya. So that would be my mother's side. Okay. Where I spent most of my life uh, as a child growing up in Kenya um, and some other parts of East Africa, including Tanzania and Uganda. But my father is Nigerian and he's from the northwestern part of Nigeria, a place called Ogori. 
Uh-huh. So that's that's interesting because I know that um, Kenya, Tanzania is East Africa yes. and your dad is from West Africa then. Yes, okay. yeah, from Nigeria. Yes. So East meets the West. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. <laughs> but um, I'm glad they met and had me and conceived me. And I was conceived in Kenya, but I was born in Ohio Actually, (laughs) yeah. So how did that come about? (laughs) Well, my father was significantly older than my mother and he Mm -hmm. had already gotten his PhD and all his degrees and his professional life was coming up and my mother had not got one degree. So he said, yeah, you've got to go get your education. So he sent her off to Ohio where Mm -hmm. I was born. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was in her belly, too. Oh. And born at the hospital there, so. Also, that is is, uh, some story. Yeah, it's quite interesting, yeah? It is. Mm -hmm. So, exactly when she finished her education, we moved back. And so, around three, four years old, Mm -hmm. which would be exact time to finish. So, you spent the first four years of your life here. In Ohio, yeah. In Ohio, in America. So, did you get to go home at all during the four years? No. No, I was here four years, first four years of my life here in the United States, Turtle Island. Isn't that something? Yes. Turtle Island. And so, when you got home, that must have been a little culture shock or something for a four-year-old. I'm sure it was, but I don't remember. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, don't normally consider myself... American because, or I should say, and an United States citizen um, or nationality, I should say, I am a citizen, but not a nationality because I don't remember the f- those first years here in, mm-hmm. you know, in the U.S. But I do remember my life in Kenya and, you know, East Africa, and it was rich. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Well, that's the most important part then. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you say that uh, in your profession, you're medical herbalist. Yes. And so could you explain the difference between medical herbalist and just uh, herbalist? Sure. Perhaps? Well, we're all herbalists. You know, herbal medicine is a people's medicine. Yes. Yes. It's always been, you know, all our ancestors would not be here if it wasn't for your ancestors using herbal medicine. That's so true. And accepting that. So the plants have been our healers. It doesn't matter where you come from. There are plants that are used as medicine and applied as that. So every family has a herbalist. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's true. In my family, there definitely were. Yes, every family has a herbalist, a grandmother, grandfather, Mm -hmm. aunt and uncle. And so that's really what a herbalist is, someone who uses plants to make medicine and takes care of the communities, medicine for the people. Mm-hmm. But herbalism now in our modern ways has um, is shifting, you know. So we have uh, the folk herbalist, which would be your grandmother, who did not read or go to school That's to right. study the herbalism and mm-hmm. ta- learned from her grandmother and so on. And then you have herbalists like partly myself, where I went to school, went to a graduate program, 
learned herbal medicine, which had a a medical background. Okay. Um, So there was science involved, biochemistry and pharmacology and you know all that stuff oh, all that boy. sciencey thing <laughs> stuff yeah so you really got into it in a very yes, different way than little different grandparents yeah. yeah and learning contraindications and interactions with pharmaceutical medications and you mm-hmm. know and how herbs can be as of a disservice when people are on their prescription medications or vice versa so that's very true, and that's a very Im- important aspect. Yes. I know for myself as a nurse, you know, mm-hmm. that's something that, that that I had to deal with in terms of mm-hmm. giving patients their medicines, mm-hmm. and sometimes they like, well, I have this herb I mm-hmm. want to take, and so, you know, that I ha- have to tell them that mm-hmm. it could be counter-indicated, mm-hmm. so, you know, let me find mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. That's what makes my job fun and modern, I guess, is that... I could um, help people to know when they're interacting cor- incorrectly, you know, with mm-hmm. medication, pharmaceutical medication and herbal medicine or when it's okay, mm-hmm. you know. And so I'm open to working always with conventional medicine. People need sometimes conventional medicine. I respect that, you know, whether it's for their placebo effect and they're used to it and it gives them a psychological reason to live or to mm-hmm. live through their conditions or really they do need it for their physiological reasons. Yes, yes. And I, I agree that, you know, uh, conventional medicine is also important. Mm-hmm. And I really um, like the fact that a lot of doctors are starting to embrace mm-hmm. um naturopathic mm-hmm. medicine and and, mm-hmm. and that gives their patients the best of both worlds yeah. they're able to actually decide sometimes you know yeah. which way they want to go yes the they, approach mm-hmm, yeah that's right and and that's um that's very important for the yeah. for the patient because sometimes conventional medicine you know the the surgery mm-hmm. the drugs it's not mm-hmm you know, for everyone, mm-hmm. and it's not necessary for everyone, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. other words. So, yeah. Well, my perspective is this, that, you know, herbalism is community medicine, as I said before. Right. It's the people's medicine, and I would call, most of the time, I would say conventional medicine is emergency medicine. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think... I'm biased maybe because I'm a herbalist and, you know, I'm a natural, uh, naturalist that I believe that we should be using our herbs and our plants more of the time, 90% of the time in our lives. And I agree, I agree with that. Because it's not always an emergency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because with that, you know, what I understand is that we can prevent a lot of things also. If we're Absolutely. taking the herbs and we're eating correctly because yeah. essentially that's food. Yeah, the nutrition. And yeah, it's the the nutrition that we get from the food that mm-hmm. enhances our lives and, mm-hmm. and gives us what we need. And it's mm-hmm. when we go off that regimen, that's when... You know, the conventional, yeah, and then the conventional medicine comes in. And and that doesn't really cure, Mm -hmm. you know, it masks Mm -hmm. um, the cause. And and so 
it's important mm-hmm. to stick with the, you know, mm-hmm. with the herbs. Yes, herbalism is preventative medicine. And also the other aspects of healing that are there, that exist in our universe. You know, um, all the way from now everyone is doing Reiki and massage and hypnotherapy. All of those are preventative modalities, you exactly. know, and acupuncture. So I am a proponent for prevention. Mm-hmm. If you feel something incorrect, even if it's spiritual or energetic, it's good to address it immediately because the, I call it the mathematics of our healing and health, you know, can deteriorate if we disobey the spiritual and emotional call. That's very true. So we need to understand what that is and be more observant and patient with ourselves so we can see what that call is, what the red flag is, if there is one, and realize we need to address it immediately. That's very, very true. I I believe in listening to my intuitive self Mm -hmm. because I I know that it never guides me incorrectly. But when I ignore it, then that's when I get into problems. It starts knocking and knocking, right? You're saying, okay, I surrender. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. And, And I wanted to go back a little bit because I was remembering as you were talking about, you know, the grandmother, um, there's mm-hmm. an herbalist in every family. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was a little girl, my grandparents, my my parents used to go into the woods and pick the herbs. And we never went to the doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, they would do mm-hmm. what they did with the herbs and, and, and we'd take them and, and we were fine, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So that I, sticks with me, you know. And I... It made me start to look at the herbs. And mm-hmm. so I have so many herbs in my kitchen. I, I cook with them all the time. Mm-hmm. And and I know that it helps me in terms of keeping me on track with my health. Yes. You know, when yes. I go to see my doctor, mm-hmm. uh, in fact, I have a new doctor now, <laughs> MD, <laughs> and she says, oh, okay, so you're how old? Um, and, and so I tell her my age, and and she will say, well, so what pharmaceuticals do you take? And I say, I don't take any pharmaceuticals. And she was totally blown away because I know in my profession, you know, beginning at 30, mm-hmm. you know, 40, mm-hmm. people Doing are taking making, all kinds yeah, of... High blood pressure meds that's right. by then. And so she's not believing my age, and, and it's like... <laughs> How did I stay away from from the pharmaceuticals all these years and, and not ever thinking about doing that, you know, when I have an ailment, mm-hmm. you know, which is rare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I go to my herbs, but I'm always taking them. So it's my preventative. And of course, acupuncture, mm-hmm. the chiropractor, mm-hmm. um, massage, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. Self-care. And, that's right. And mm-hmm. I believe in exercise, mm-hmm. you know, and I do it religiously, mm-hmm. you know. Even because, if it's just walking. Yeah, that it absolutely. It doesn't have to be a gym. That's right. It doesn't. In fact... I don't go to a gym, mm-hmm. although I have a membership through my medical coverage, mm-hmm. but I haven't even visited. Mm-hmm. So 
it's it's really important to to listen to mm-hmm. our inner spirits and 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 follow that lead. And I tell you know people, you know, when you go to the doctor, what does the doctor ask you? Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me what's going on. Mm-hmm. What, tell me about yourself. So so you know, mm-hmm. you know better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, your doctor, know. it could be your doctor for 50 years. Mm-hmm. You, exactly, you should know. Mm-hmm. But if you're listening to your body, because your body tells you what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're telling, you spilling off, okay, this is going on, that's going on. And then the doctor comes up with mm-hmm. whatever the doctor comes up with. Mm-hmm. But how did he do, how did he or she do that? Mm-hmm. Because of what you told them. Mm-hmm. So then you can tell yourself the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Listen mm-hmm. to yourself. Right. Yeah. Heal thyself. That's I right. Like that philosophy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's so important. Mm-hmm. Know thyself. Heal thyself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, you asked me about, um, you know, herbalism and what a herbalist is and or medical herbalist is. And I defined that. And I also want to say I honor the folk side, the oral traditional side of herbalism that has enabled a medical herbalism system. Exactly. You know, and I don't feel any is better than another. It's just a choice that I made because I was immersed as a child in the folk tradition so well mm-hmm. and continue to be and I wanted to be able to have knowledge and the vocabulary to connect with people in the modern way mm-hmm. you know and um, my story is um, talking about the, the double-edged sword okay um, I have this on my website some people always ask me what does that mean well, it means... That's a good question. Yes. What does that it mean? It means <laughs> this. Well, I'm the sword or the path is the sword. Yeah, I could be the sword too. Okay. Um, it's all symbolic. And the sword is symbolic of a passion, you know, a drive, a focus, a purpose, a pathway that is pretty accurate, pretty sure and secure. And... One edge of it is the walking on the path and in the purpose as an indigenous woman. Okay. Honoring my oral traditions, honoring my ancestors, honoring whatever has been passed down to me or what I remember, what speaks to me now from the, if you want, the ethereal, invisible place. And... And the other side is the person who's gone through an academic background and has a degree that is important to some people and has the knowledge of science, evidence-based medicine and, you know, books and, you know, reading and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So it's more of like a tangible versus intangible if you want or visible invisible or this the duality mm-hmm. of life um so that's the double-edged sword okay yeah oh, thank you thank you <laughs> Ola, for explaining that yeah i think that's... we all have really a double-edged sword but for me it's very clear that's why it's a sword uh-huh. <laughs> yeah it's good to to be clear on 
what you believe in. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. That was a great explanation. Welcome back to Full Circle. You've been listening to an interview with medical herbalist and certified nutritional specialist, Ola Abasi. We're going to take a short music break and we'll, we'll return with part two of the interview. Stay tuned. Africa. Ebibiman, Africa. Awonye Ashase. Awonye Ewie. Nesesiara. Onem Dadensi. Womba Apitin. Womba Warebefie. Usanda Emberono Wasu. Emberono Wasu. Emberono Onesesia. Womba Womba Apitin Yara. Chains. We 
could dance on a dirt floor of color and splendor, each fingerprint making its contribution. The world's children nourish from the wisdom of oneness. Hear the rhythms of light. Shed your chains and dance. Drink of the living waters of vision and dreams. Wash your face in the tears of humanity. See a new world into being. Welcome back to Full Circle. The music you just heard was entitled Africa by Dwight Tribble. Now we return to my conversation with medical herbalist and certified nutritional specialist, Ola Abasi. In part two, we find out that not only is Ola medical herbalist and certified nutritional specialist, but she is also a doula. Let's take a listen. I was also thinking when you were talking about the difference between the grandmother that does our herbs mm-hmm. and and being a medical herbist, mm-hmm. a herbalist. Herbalist, yes. Um, I was thinking about that's also true with midwifery. Mm, you know yes. how that came about. You know, yes. That now you know you can get a degree in you know mm-hmm. in being it's very midwife. parallel. Yeah, nurse yeah. midwife, certified mm-hmm. nurse midwife versus a lay or traditional midwife too. Ex- exactly. Yeah, but they. I agree that they are all very important yes. into the process, and we, and you're constantly learning from each other. You yes. know, which is which is so important. Yes, actually, I am a birth doula as well. Are you? Yes. Uh-huh. So I uh, work with, and that might be actually the degree that I would get is in midwifery. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm not sure. I, I, I like the traditional, so I don't know. <laughs> um, but, you know, whatever would help me to be um, available with who I am and the tools that I offer more for for mothers, for women, for families, mm-hmm. would probably be the direction I would go. Oh, yeah, and at that time, you know, you probably, I'm sure you get very clear on mm. which direction that would yeah. be. Yeah. I was just thinking if you could just tell, for people that don't know what a doula is, mm-hmm. if you can just explain that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, doula is um, a word, a Greek word. I don't know how to pronounce it in Greek, but it means, it actually means a servant. So a doula is in service to mothers. I like to say parents. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's good. Yes, Mm -hmm. I like to, when I'm being considered for hire, I always ask where father or partner is and I'm a birth doula for both. That's it, because the, the father, the dad, it should the, the be involved. Man is, just yeah. if you, of course, some dads are not uh, willing as much, but mm-hmm. um, if he wants to be involved, I yeah. encourage that. I agree with that. They should be considered as much as possible, as much as they want as to. As much as they can and yeah. want to, yes. So a doula means servant. It means a person who um, usually is a woman, uh, but not always. Uh, is by the side of a birthing mother or birthing parent and assists in helping ease the pain, um, encouragement and inspiration, um, in reminding parents the reasons why they're going through that initiation mm-hmm. of pain <laughs> <laughs> when in called childbirth <laughs> because 
when they interview me, they say, oh, I can't wait to meet my child. And we've always wanted to have a baby and this and this. And I love it. And so at that moment of pain, you don't think about that stuff. So a doula is my role as a doula is generally reminding, remember the baby and mm-hmm. your reasons and your love for each other. And so basically, um, one who assists in childbirth and also assists midwife. That's very beautiful. Childbirth. Yes. And very necessary. Very yeah. much. But I incorporate herbs. Um, most people hire me because of my herbal background. So, mm-hmm. you know, I incorporate herbalism. I do a little bit of acupressure. I'm not an acu acupressurist at all but I know some point so mm-hmm. I'll use that mm-hmm. um, and uh, massage and just using the anatomy that I know that helps to relieve tension and pain mm-hmm. yeah, to make uh, birthing easier and uh-huh. more joyful so what are some of the herbs that you would use uh, for the, um, the the mom-to-be or mm-hmm. the mom? mm-hmm. well it depends um, different mothers have different conditions or reasons to need herbs I've had a mother who wanted to have her child at um, a birthing center Okay, but the midwives refused because she had gestational diabetes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so she needed to birth at the hospital because she was at risk and she was 39 years old but it was her fourth child Mm -hmm. so I considered her and I asked her to she drank Moringa tea mm-hmm. which is a herb that's used in Africa a lot now pretty trendy here in, in the diaspora it. yeah yeah, it's quite trendy now it's um really good for blood sugar and mm. it's got lots of minerals very good for energy um, it's just a really heal all herb mm-hmm. so took the Moringa every day and we had, um, she had her baby at the hospital, and there was anticipation um, from a very rude doctor there. Unfortunately, um, he had threatened her and said, oh, "You know, no. oh, we need to have this baby now. Those you're going to have a C-section. The baby could be too big because you have gestational oh, diabetes, and his clavicle will break when you're birthing, and all kinds of." craziness that he said I, I couldn't it, believe my ears I know I find it very interesting of course being a nurse I've gone through some of that yeah. and I always think that the doctors can be very arrogant and, and, yes. and they've got something else to do like yes, go like on they're a trip busy. I need go to play go play golf, golf. Right. Yes. catch a plane <laughs> so um, you know so he says well this better happen quickly otherwise this, this. so I took thank goodness I brought my aromatherapy pot out I told her don't worry about that mm-hmm. she was in you know, having contractions, and I put so I burned some some uh, lavender and some frankincense, and got some oil and rubbed the essential oils that I had brought mm-hmm. with in between my hands with some oil, like a carrier oil, like jojoba or coconut oil. I cannot mm-hmm. remember exactly what the oil was, mm-hmm. and just you but know, this all helps to helps to soothe her, soothe. to relax her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's a so the sciencey stuff, which is our olfactory system, our sense of smell, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is one of the oldest senses that we have that we actually don't even really recognize in our day today. We think of food a lot, but we don't think about (laughs) what we smell, you know. Um, We think about what we listen to and what we see, but our sense of smell, if we just paid attention to the different 
fragrances and scents mm-hmm. and odors and you know all of them we would understand ourselves a little bit more i agree with that so i like to use these essential oils and i decided i'm going to use this and that with her consent mm-hmm to see which would help calm her or help her focus. Mm-hmm. Sandalwood, too. Mm. Anyway, so, Sandalwood. yeah, burned those, kept that. Nice. I said, don't worry about that, doctor, you know. We're just going to do this. And she was with me. We were a team. Mm-hmm. She focused on her contractions. I worked with her body. Um, and she had the baby even before the doctor could come and catch him. <laughs> and they kept testing the baby for gestational diabetes and there was nothing. <laughs> I mean, they, for diabetes and there was nothing. Yeah. So that's one really beautiful case of herbs, you know. That is. How she had no, the baby had no diabetes, was not born with any. Mm-hmm. But they were expecting fine. that the baby would be. Because when they last tested her, she was in that bracket. Mm-hmm. But the herbs helped to bring her to balance, mm-hmm. you know. And also the herbs as essential oils helped her to focus in that moment mm-hmm. that she needed to. Yeah, she needed to de-stress from that doctor yeah. and relax yeah. and get calm so that the, um, the baby was also feeling that yeah. energy from the doctor. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I really believe that in um, a medical school, and a lot should happen, but mm-hmm. this is one thing that definitely should happen. They should understand that they can't rush the baby. The baby mm-hmm. comes when the baby's ready. Absolutely. Not when the doctor says, I'm in a hurry. Right. Come on. Right, right, right. <laughs> in fact... Right. Then the baby's like, hey, yeah, <laughs> I'm in control here. I'll take here. longer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll take my time now. <laughs> yeah, because they hear that, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember when my daughter was carrying my um, my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And my d- granddaughter, it seemed like she was going to be born on my birthday. She's mm-hmm. Pisces. She's born mm-hmm. in March. Mm-hmm. I marched the 15th and mm-hmm. it was coming close to my birthday. And I was like, yay, she's mm-hmm. going to be born on my birthday. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when my daughter went to see her um, gynecologist, Mm -hmm. her obstetrician Mm -hmm. gynecologist, and so it was, the baby was uh, was supposed to come earlier, Mm -hmm. and so now the doctor is saying, we're going to have to induce labor. And I was like, oh, no. No. (laughs) You're not going to induce labor. So... I asked my daughter, no, my daughter's in New York and I'm mm-hmm. here in mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, put the receiver, put the phone on, on your mm-hmm. abdomen. Mm-hmm. And so she did. And so mm-hmm. I talked with my granddaughter wow. and I said to her, sweetie, I know you want to be born on grandma's birthday and I want you to be born on my birthday. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to let the doctor have her way yes. and induce labor because right. that's unnatural. Right. So you come on. You yes. come forth. Yes. And she did the next day. Wow. So she was born on the 10th of March. That's beautiful. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? Beautiful story. Yeah, so they can actually hear, you know? Absolutely. i tell you an experience with my middle daughter, who is 15 right now. I had my children at home. And this child uh, had a really great midwife. Um, she was... This child was 10 days late. Mm-hmm. Okay. So-called According 10 to days them. late. Yeah. That's why I say so-called. <laughs> she was on time for her. That's right. <laughs> However, the midwife was concerned because, oh, you're having home birth. You know, if this is too late, then the doctor I'm working with might be alarmed. And, you know, you need to have the baby in the hospital, blah, blah, blah. So please work on working with this child. Mm-hmm. 
And so I made some herbs. Or I blended some blue cohosh and black cohosh. Okay. And took probably about four or five drops every 15 minutes the first day. Okay. And then took about the same amount, maybe seven drops, up to seven drops every, about three, four times a day. So this was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. In fact, it was Saturday and Sunday. Okay. The whole day of Saturday, the whole day of Sunday. Monday morning, I started labor. Mm -hmm. Now, when she was born, she was born with her umbilical cord wrapped around her neck. That sounds like my daughter. <laughs> and she could have been a C-section if I had mm -hmm. her in the hospital. That's right. But I now know, I understood why the umbilical cord was wrapped around her neck. When I was about six or seven months pregnant with her, mm -hmm. she was still facing up mm -hmm. her head. She was in a breech position. Okay. So the midwife said, oh, we have to get her to rotate and turn around. Right. You know, we don't want a breech. So... I actually talked to her mm -hmm. and I visualized with her. I did not do, uh, did not talk to her vocally, but mm -hmm. internally okay. with my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Spiritually. Spiritually Absolutely. and visualized her. And she, my stomach was just like, it was like there was so, like someone was dancing in my stomach. <laughs> her elbow, her knee, she was turning. Oh. She turned. And Isn't I believe that that's why the umbilical cord is wrapped around her neck. <laughs> uh -huh. Well, she was listening to her mom yes. moving around so yes. she would not be in the breech position. Yes. Yeah. But in Yoruba tradition, we say a child born with the um, umbilical cord wrapped around the neck mm -hmm. is a child, is a very blessed child, is a child you should listen to. Isn't that something? No, yes. I didn't know that. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. Because I, you know, as I was saying when you were sharing, mm -hmm. that my daughter was, um, her umbilical cord was, uh, my umbilical cord was around her mm -hmm. neck. Mm -hmm. And I was in, in labor, very hard labor. I don't, mm -hmm. don't remember how dilated I was at, mm -hmm. at the moment because uh, mm -hmm. she's uh, mm -hmm. an adult now. Anyway, mm -hmm. <laughs> I won't say age. But okay, anyway. <laughs> that's all right. And... I remember this very kind doctor or woman, because I actually had a, a man, but he was not there, mm -hmm. thank God. Mm -hmm. You wanted <laughs> to have a woman. That's right. Mm -hmm. I did, because, I mean, you know, some women aren't mm -hmm. very sensitive, but mm -hmm. m most women are. Mm -hmm. And so she said to me, Mother, you know, the baby's, um, the umbilical cord is wrapped around her neck, so I'm going to turn her mm -hmm. so that, you know, uh, she can be safe. Mm -hmm. Welcome back to Full Circle here on KPFA. That was um, the music you heard was actually music by. Yes. Yes, I was interviewing Ola Abasi. And uh, before that, you heard music by Dwight triple entitled Africa
Welcome back to Full Circle here on 94.1 FM. You were just listening to Tony Rebel singing Africa. Um, I was, you were listening to me in my conversation with medical herbalist and certified nutritional specialist, also doula, Ola Abasi. Let's join the conversation again. This is Full Circle on KPFA. So I was wondering about um, if there are some, any special herbs that you mm-hmm. might want to share with us that has to do with um, women's health mm-hmm. or men's health, and children's health, and any um, special things mm. at all? I don't like that question. A lot of times people ask me that, and um, I think it starts with the fact that we're used to asking about products and things that are good for something Mm, for an illness or condition and Mm. uh, African herbalism is is about working with the individual or I should say indigenous herbalism okay is about working with an individual as they come and there her- different herbs can help with um similar situations but it depends on the uniqueness of what the condition is at that time okay so really generalization is not you a cannot good idea. really generalize okay. i mean yes there are books and things out saying this is for this and this is for this but i know there are many people who are listening who've tried this is for this and it still didn't work Exactly. And and that kind of reminds me of something else, how it's said that, oh, you're supposed to drink eight, eight ounce glasses of water a day. Yes. But of course, that's a, a generalization. Right. Because what really, what um, what I was taught yes. is that you drink for your body size. Yes. And so I actually was right. given the mathematical. Body weight, yes, divided in uh, half. Right. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, I can appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. No, I mean, it's a it's a a question that a lot of people ask me. They say, "Oh, what can I use for this and this?" And as if I'm supposed to know this at the top of my head, but it's not really um, a pharmaceutical product. You know, mm-hmm. the herbs are not. It's not the same as pharmacy. It's not the same as conventional medicine. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. I know there are people who who. Um, practice like that okay but i do not practice that way okay because i practice a holistic practice okay and my holistic practice is not just talk it's about really integrating spirit and emotion and and mental the mental psych psychological place and and bringing that into a psychosomatic place too so incorporating all that with the body so you in- incorporate the whole body yes not one aspect of the body not one aspect yeah. of the body mm-hmm. i cannot do that right so and the herbs actually address all those aspects of the body okay so i need to know where you are spiritually i need to know where you are mentally emotionally mm-hmm. and then let's talk about your physical which you probably came that client probably came in for mm-hmm. you know it mm-hmm. could be i have headaches mm. what do i do well let's explore what are the headaches saying right you know and then we explore that and the topic might go off into you know my childhood um this and that people screaming 
and we keep talking and talking we come full circle at the end which is holistic that's right and we then person might not even end up getting herbs mm-hmm. it may be something else that's you know that's that's uh interesting but i i think and I believe that that's, that's so important. That's so true. Mm-hmm. And you said something. You come full circle, which is the name of our show. Oh, look full at that. Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> Very so nice. So we love to come full circle because, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. that means that we have found our way around 360 yeah. degrees. Yes. Which is, you know, the best kind of healing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is just the way I, I know. Um, the way we practice in Africa too and sometimes in Africa and I'm, of course I'm really generalizing because Africa is a huge continent and I've oh, only yeah. worked with people in South, West and East Africa I haven't done much work with Central Africans or Northern Africans mm-hmm. but I think there's some consensus that you know in Africa you've got herbalists too that are or healers mm-hmm. who are as in Latin America, this is the same in South America if, because I've traveled there a little bit, ventured there a little bit. But you have uh, herbalists, you have shaman, you have different kinds of healers. Okay. And they work together. And sometimes one will work with one aspect and say, hey, you need to go to see so and so shaman to do this other work okay you know well that's so beautiful yeah you know because that that's for the betterment of the client or the patient yeah 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 so it, i wish we could do that more in this country especially in convention the conventional paradigm yeah you know? i wish so too well yeah. i hope it at some point i think it's getting get there that. hopefully it's getting yeah, there i think i yeah. have hope I, I see a lot more leaning towards that and and, and i recently talked with um a doctor who was an MD, mm-hmm. became a acupuncturist, mm-hmm. and he and he definitely has his feelers out, and, and that's his uh, thought also is that he sees more mm-hmm. MDs incorporating, mm-hmm. and um, and that and that that feels real good. Mm-hmm. I, I know I, I miss my New York doctor who was an MD, mm-hmm. but went back to school mm-hmm. to learn nutrition, mm-hmm. good, and and just a whole mm-hmm. myriad of things that he mm-hmm. did not learn in med school. Mm-hmm. And so it was always a pleasure mm-hmm. going to him, mm-hmm. you know, to um, if I had a, a situation, and right. he would always give me a choice. And right. you know, he spent so much time with all of his patients yes. it wasn't like 15 or 20 minutes right and i have to go yeah get he dealt going. with that's right. right he dealt with the whole you know mm-hmm. uh, patient and that that's such a pleasure so it's it's really good to to know that more doctors are starting to do that yeah that's wonderful yeah mm-hmm. so uh, we're probably uh, should wrap up about now okay and i just want you to you know, impart anything that you'd like, you know, mm-hmm. anything that you'd like to impart at the closing of this. Well, I appreciate you um, giving me this opportunity to speak um, and for to have my voice and my passion and my perspective ride on the airwaves. <laughs> um, so I, I truly appreciate that. And I am all about you know, community growth and community service. And that's my hope that, you know, we can continue to come together and feed each other so that, you know, if we're all happy and at least working towards contentment, 
then we all impact each other in a positive way and we just have a better world altogether. That's really true. That's yes. very true. And so I was going to ask you what did you, because we're a community radio station, as you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you kind of answered the question of, <clears throat> that I was going to ask, oh, what do you feel about, you know, community radio shows or working in the community? Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah. well, I have a free clinic um, back in Pittsburgh. Oh, it's a called, free clinic. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's called Three Rivers Free Clinic for the People. Okay. And I started it because I started to feel uncomfortable with making money and not giving back to Ah, the community. uh So I felt, well, I will just get a place. And I'm also a coordinator for Herbalists Without Borders for Mm -hmm. Pennsylvania. So beautiful. Yeah. So it um, helps me, you know, it assisted me that they gave me ideas as to how to do the free clinic. and I've gathered a lot of practitioners of different kinds of modalities to offer Wonderful. their services to the community. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I give back is, um, you know, making sure and facilitating that this works for people. And I would certainly do that if I came here too. Yeah, I was just thinking, that sounds like another show that we have to do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, it can be. I'll be happy to do another show on that. (laughs) Okay. That sounds good. So, you know, hopefully you come back here soon, but that doesn't stop me because I can always call you up. Yes, you can. have you on the radio (laughs) via phone. Yes, thank goodness to technology, right? Modern technology. (laughs) That's so true. Yes. Yes. Well, Ola, I'm so happy that you uh, came today uh, to KPFA. Thank you. 94.1 FM mm-hmm. <laughs> here in Berkeley mm-hmm. uh, to talk with us. Yeah. And um, I just want to say that it's been a pleasure meeting you. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I believe that no meeting is by accident. Mm-hmm. So we were supposed to meet. Yes. 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 I believe so. Thank you for You're having welcome. me. Mm-hmm. You're so welcome. Welcome back to Full Circle. That concludes my interview with medical herbalist and certified nutritional specialist and also doula, Ola Abasi. To learn more about Ola, check her out at manage at Ola herbsshop.com and I'll spell that for you. You can check Ola out at M A N. A-G-E at O-L-A S-H-E-R-B-S-H-O-P dot C-O-M. So now I have some more music for you. And this music is by Tony Rebel. And he is featuring Marcia Griffith. It's entitled Ready to Go. Good now. We will be so happy. 
next week for Full Circle at 7 p.m. right here on KPFA. So at, since we are at the end of our show tonight, I'd like to let you know that our executive producer is Miss M. Our technical director is Free Will and Frank Sterling. Joy Moore is our production consultant. July, Josiah Luis is at our board at the controls. I've been your host, Sakia G.E.K. Part. Thanks for joining us. And oh yes, thanks, Teresa. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for joining us tonight on Full Circle. And stay tuned for La Onda Baita.